you may not know everything. And I tell this to people all the time because they get that imposter syndrome, right? Oh man, I, I, I don't fit here. I'm like, give yourself grace. It's going to take time to learn these things. Nobody is expected to know everything right off the bat. We're continuing our celebration of Women's History Month with our series of interviews with women in cybersecurity, from CISOs and the lessons they've learned to what the next generation of defenders has to offer. We're bringing you two interviews per week, all month long. When it comes to succeeding in the workplace, what is the role of culture? How do you know if it's one of cultivation or one that's toxic? And what can you do about it? Today, my guest is Amy Seitz, Senior Engineer for Information Security and Risk at Cardinal Health. I wanted to talk to her about standing up to toxic workplace cultures and knowing your worth. Amy Seitz, welcome to First Watch. Hi there. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Why don't we start in the most obvious place, which is tell us a little bit about your journey into cybersecurity. How did you get where you are today? Yeah, this is always an interesting question, right? Um, for those who are transitioning, I I was actually a transitioner. Um, about, I want to say like mid, early 30s, I transitioned. I was in an HR role, but I was also going to school for IT. Hmm. And during that time, I was also working for a security company. And I was working for the security company for quite some time. It, it provided uh, physical security guards for federal contracts throughout the United States. It was a, it was a really cool um, place to work. And um, so I had this security mindset while I'm in school for IT. And I decided to change my degree from business information systems to database administration. Mm. And then from that, to information security. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I started off um, graduating from DeVry and then I started out like a lot of us at a IT help desk. Um, it was a startup. And so while I was there, I had a really unique opportunity to create a cybersecurity program for a small company. Um, after that, uh, and that's really rare to find somebody that kind of just graduated and being provided that opportunity. So it was a really awesome way to learn. Right. Yeah, off I was going to say that's a baptism of fire, just like going into oh, yeah. a security program. Yeah. And I had another opportunity to do that at another company. Um, I've also worked in um, third party and then at, um, at currently at Cardinal Health. And I got brought in to do policies. Um, policy writing is something I've been doing as a part of my job in every single role that I've had. So I would say that I, I am a technical writer by experience, right? And mm -hmm. I really found that I love it. I always say that I'm a, a policy passionista, but that's, that's not everything that I do, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely loved by that part because not a lot of people in this space like to write policies. So I'm cherished and I'm loved and I'm adored, <laughs> which is nice. So for the rest of um, you as individuals listening, if you're interested in that space, just know that people love you. Um, there's benefits to it too. So you're you're generally invited to all the meetings. You get um, a lot of FaceTime with leadership. So there's perks there. So it's not just a boring job. Um, because I'm good at technical writing and, and writing policies, I've also transitioned into contract negotiations and something called customer risk. 
And that's a really unique area where you are responding to inquiries that customers have on your information security program. And you're working with um, subject matter experts trying to determine what's appropriate response to send to the customer um, for their inquiry, like what's consumable. Hmm. So Interesting. Well, yeah. good. I appreciate that. And so I want to use this time to address something that you and I were talking about offline, yeah. which is um, toxic workplace cultures. So mm -hmm. let me double back. It sounds like you had, from your description, a lot of opportunity and abilities to cultivate and opportunities to grow. Um, but mm -hmm. I know you're passionate about helping, especially women in cyber, identify and, and stand up to toxic workplace cultures. But there's a, there's a yeah. lot in that subject there's a lot to unpack there so I, I do want to give you some space to kind of elaborate on what does that issue mean to you specifically before we dig into the weeds yeah absolutely i think it's it's an interesting topic because a lot of times you don't know you're in a toxic work environment until you're in a healthy work environment right oh for sure so, yeah right and then you're like wow you guys do this and you don't care if i do this and you're like <laughs> I, I mean, you're like, uh, okay, and, and you constantly um, have this, you know, feeling of, of you're not good enough. And it's really, you know, kind of PTSD from a, a previous work environment. Um, you know, and I'd, I'd also like to caveat that some areas may not even realize they're being toxic, right? Mm -hmm, but sure. um, yeah, um, they're not meaning to. It, it was, you know, a lot of times it's just a culture that once was, and now it's hopefully transitioning to something better. But what I'd like to say to everyone, you know, um, and, and I think this is the common practice, whether you're a female um, or whatever identity that you choose, right? So I think that um, everyone may struggle with this. Um, but yeah, if you don't feel comfortable where you're at, you know, um, and you're, you know, and, and you don't feel like you're welcomed or if you don't feel like um, you belong and people aren't valuing you as an individual and, and you just can't bring your whole self to work is what they say mm -hmm. where I currently work. Um, you're probably in the wrong, you're in the wrong place. And you probably don't feel like you can leave because you, you, you're not going to find a better position. But like I've said before, I, I promise you, there are environments out there where you not only, you know, sometimes you're like, well, I'm definitely feeling like a female in this role with all males. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, or vice versa. Well, there's definitely roles out there where you can feel like an individual and not a label. And it's just, it's wonderful to be a part of that. And there's plenty of opportunities for that out there. Um, so if, if you feel like you're not experiencing that, um, you're probably not alone and it's, it's worth kind of negotiating in your head, whether hey, it may be time for me to open myself up to new opportunities, right? We'll be back in a moment. Stay tuned all this month as we celebrate Women's History Month with a double dose of First Watch. We're dropping two episodes each week featuring women in cyber, from CISOs to first year analysts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, Back to my conversation with Amy Seitz. Is that view informed by any personal experiences? Like, did you have that moment where you realized maybe after the fact that you're like, oh, 
this is how I would like to have felt in a previous occupation. Yeah, it was interesting. So I went from HR to IT. So HR is very female heavy, Mm -hmm. right? And then IT tends to be more male heavy. (laughs) And it's, it's like you don't realize it's such a culture shift until you experience it. And, you know, um, and there was just something about me that didn't fit the, the traditional IT mold. So Mm -hmm. when I was in that environment, I was really trying to find myself to fit in. Um, and it was hard. I struggled. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, it, it was just, and, and I, again, I don't know if people really intend on, you know, making other people feel uncomfortable. Sometimes it's obvious. And other times it's not right. Right. But uh, I think there's opportunities for education in that space. But um, there's also a lot of people that are intentional about it. Right. So yeah. And you mm-hmm. you said so that was the case where you know there was a pretty distinct break between one work environment and the other, whether that was yeah. culture or the actual workplace. But you also previously mentioned you know you may not know or you may feel that you're alone mm-hmm. but you're not so i want to explore that a little bit in this yeah. day you know before we started recording we were talking about the merits of remote work i think maybe that feeling of being alone can be compounded you know if you maybe. are in a toxic work environment but you're you're working remotely do you have any suggestions on how people might reach out or try to understand get gain that outside perspective like, would it be through professional groups or would it be through networking and kind of discuss? because again, they may not recognize that they're in it, but maybe they have that tiny voice in their head that's hinting at, you know, maybe this isn't the way it's supposed to be. Like, where would they get that feedback? I think there's a, a lot of amazing DE&I groups out there now mm-hmm. and a lot of um, people that are representing. And um, it, I think it, it those individuals um, would not mind, you know, you reaching out to them. I would also say that in the cybersecurity community, we are very lucky. We have a very supportive, what I've experienced, um, and I've gotten to know a lot of people, I've experienced Mm. a really amazing supportive um, culture out there. So I think that, you know, reaching out to almost anyone us, you know, especially if you feel comfortable would be okay. I found the most support joining something called the ISSA. Um, and I found almost like a sisterhood, but I've also have amazing supportive males in the group too. There's some really great guys out there, you know? Um, so I, I mean, we exist and, (laughs) You know, yeah, there's just people that are very supportive. And and I think this is a community. I love to tell people that are thinking about transitioning into cyber. I'm like, wouldn't you love to be part of a community where everybody wants to help each other? I feel like this is that community. Yeah. And I, and I am also mindful, and you brought this up earlier, that it's tempting to think about toxic workplaces as, you know, if, if you are a woman in cyber, that it's the toxic workplaces cultivate cultivated by the men but i think we've seen time and again that the gender divide actually doesn't play necessarily a role there and that 
culture can kind of become its own gravitational center. It can be a reinforcing mechanism. Um, I've had friends who are women who unfortunately have had very abusive female managers, you know, and I think that's, ah. that's hard to square in their minds. I think that's not what they expected. So, right. I don't know where I'm going here other than, you know, what would you say to women who may believe that they are experiencing that kind of culture shock at the behest of their, their female managers? Is there a particular strategy that you would recommend? I always recommend people to have mentors and not just one. Mm-hmm. You need to have, I, I just saw, um, a, a a webinar yesterday and Michelle Green, who is our CIO at Cardinal Health, said you have to have your own board of directors. And I just love that. Ooh, yeah, it's good. Right? One. Yeah. And so basically you need to have those people that you can turn to. And, and it's really like maintaining those relationships and just and, and it doesn't have to be formal because I've gotten people like the less formal way. Like, hey, let's just have a virtual coffee and I'll just start asking them questions. And before they know it, they're mentoring me, but they don't realize that. You know what I mean? But I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm able to ask them questions. And I think depending on the situation, you may want to be careful in what you what you say, because you, you always can't you can't trust everyone. But I think the best thing is to maintain a dialogue. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you don't kind of open up and talk about what your current workplace environment is you may not even realize it's a toxic one yeah right so i think it's important to do that but if if something you know serious is going on um you know i would i would make sure that you have somebody that you can confide in as well you know that would is going to hold your trust that's important too yeah so so given all that you've learned and the role of mentorship because i know you also are a mentor. Um, is there anything that you've learned that you would go back and tell your earlier career self? Is there anything that you're like, oh, if only I had known this, or this is the advice I would give people now knowing what I know now? Oh, gosh, I really struggled when I first started out in IT. And there were times where I just did not feel smart enough. And I, and my husband was very supportive. So I was very lucky to have that support Mm -hmm. system. Not everybody does, but I would literally go back to her and say, you're good enough. You may not know everything. And I tell this to people all the time because they get that imposter syndrome, right? Oh Uh man, I I, I don't fit here. I'm like, give yourself grace. It's going to take time to learn these things. Nobody is expected to know everything right off the bat. Nobody is. And if, if they do, they're either, you know, uh, some level of extreme genius or um, there's a scam going on, right? So, <laughs> right? So um, it, it's not normal. I've talked to a lot of people, especially those that are, are just starting out or transitioning. And uh, yeah, it's give yourself some grace. You are good enough. It's going to take time to learn everything. It's okay for you not to know everything right away, right? Yeah. And I would say even security leaders often say they don't try to assume even to themselves CISO level that they know everything that curiosity is very important because this thing is changing all the time policies threat vectors regulations all of it um so uh yeah I think that's that is a great place to to end to understand that you are good enough well Amy Seitz thank you so much for taking the time to join us 
Yeah, thank you. That's it for First Watch today. My thanks to Amy Seitz. To hear more interviews with leaders and more Spotlight episodes, subscribe to First Watch wherever you get your podcasts. First Watch is a production of Safeguard Cyber with original music by Mattia Cefaletti and production help from Jamil Moffi. Until next time, stay safe, stay strong.